Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day today. Apologize for any delay in some of the audio and video we had right now. We were running some internet problems here. Again, just the, the things we deal with every single day when you're running broadcasts like this. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. And uh, again, we're changing stuff up in the studio. You guys see now we're moving some stuff around. Probably going to get a different table, but just changing it up for you guys and getting some feedback. So again, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your emails. And thank you for your constant support of healthmasters.com and continually getting your high-quality supplements from us. And also, too, be sure to check out the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate, our very, very popular one and only HGH Stimulate nitric oxide formula on sale right now for product of the week, over 15% off. So be sure to check that out. And also the Berberine, as I told you guys last week, it's in stock and on sale right now on the front page. So be sure to check that out. And how are you doing this morning, Dan? Austin, doing absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's been a great day. We're just doing a new thing on the set here right now. And so we're trying to keep our cameras kind of different than we did before. So we're changing the format. So if you wonder why we're kind of jumpy here as far as cameras, <laughs> that would be us. <laughs> Experiment but, with the best options. That's it. But uh, one thing I want to talk about today, and it's very important, is this thing with the American uh, about you know, the Civil War. I've been getting emails about this the whole weekend, about what's happening as far as the amount of people that are coming across the border. December border surge, Austin, was 371,000 people that had come across the border in one month. That's like four and a half million people a year. You know, that's like that's and that's the numbers that they're counting. That's like the size of downtown Tampa. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I mean, so you know, this has got this is something that is completely unsustainable, and they already know all this. And the Texas governor, you know, he's basically being he's he's saying, "Are we trying to go to, to turn this into a civil war?" Here, here's his quote exactly what he said: "Is this going to turn into a civil war?" Lieutenant Governor slams Biden for failing to stop invasion of migrants and calls them a cartel army as he's asked if the war could break out between Texas, the National Guard, and the Border Patrol. The deputy of Texas Governor Avenue, Avenue Governor, the, dep, the, deputy, the deputy to Texas Governor Greg Abbott has insisted that his state has the right to defend America as he was challenged over whether or not it's a standoff with the White House and it could plunge the country into civil war. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick urged Biden to de-escalate the standoff between federal immigration officers and the Texas National Guard facing an invasion of migrants across the southern border. The two sides are battling in the courts over the state's recent seizure of Shelby Park near Eagle Pass, the removal of razor wire erected by Texas, and the replacement of buoys in the Grand in the Rio Grande. Uh, this is incredible. This is actually we're actually watching this thing in slow mo because Texas is a pretty big state. Uh, what do you think, Austin? Where do you think this is going to go? Well, the thing that a lot of people are having this qualm back and forth in is that the state of Texas has the right to defend itself from a constitutional standpoint when it comes to border, becomes an actual invasion. And that's what Governor Abbott's basically been discussing, is that this is no longer a humanitarian issue where there's people that are trying to seek asylum at the border. You're talking about literally four to five million people a year that are coming across the border that they know of, that they're actually being able to either apprehend or document or so to speak when they get it and this is a serious issue because now you've got the supreme court that just ruled in favor of the biden administration by granting the emergency appeal to permit federal agents 
to start cutting razor wire that's in Texas. And I mean, the thing about Texas is they're, they're, they got a serious force over there too. I mean, they're kind of like Florida, just bigger. And so <laughs> this is one of those things that, I mean, when you have an invasion at the border where the vast majority of the people that you're seeing come across the border are not children, they're not women, they're all young adult males in most cases from what I've seen in the videos I've seen from independent journalists, you got to ask yourself the question, Obviously, there's a directed effort right now to bring in these people into the country as fast as they can. Why are they in such a hurry to bring this many people in this quickly? I mean, I think the I think it kind of speaks for itself. They're trying to get something ready in the United States, whether it be a you know direct threat, whether it's an internal civil war. But Texas is holding their ground with this. I give kudos to Abbott because this is something that had to be done at some point. This is insanity. And... Um, this isn't de-escalating. And so I don't know. I mean, are you going to have federal agents, border patrol agents down there getting in, you know, a gunfight with the Texas border patrol or Texas national guard, Texas Rangers going to get involved. Yeah. I mean, where, where does this escalate? And you know, who stands down at this point? The Rangers are pretty interesting people. I mean, these guys are pretty tough. I remember back resilient too. back in the fifties and the sixties and early seventies, the Rangers had 50 caliber, you know, guns mounted in their, under their hoods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, in case somebody tried to run away from them. Uh, but the Biden's regime coup against constitutional America, is, is it leading to a civil war? This is an article by Paul Craig Roberts, and it says it seems Americans can only save their country and freedom by winning a civil war that defeats the Democratic Party's coup against the United States. Remember, the Democratic Party's coup against the United States, this is Cloward and Pivot. This is the group of people out there that are communists that are coming in to over, overwhelm the central in, infrastructure of the United States. This is this this is five million people a year coming in right now. This is the same. President Joe Biden, who is in office only through electoral fraud, like Paul Craig Roberts, has committed high treason against the United States. And why hasn't he been arrested and put on trial? Now I gotta I gotta fix this. President Biden, if you want to call him that, doesn't do anything. The man is completely senile. The coup against the United States of America took place by the CIA back in the 60s with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Biden is a figurehead. In taking the oath of office, Biden is sworn to protect the Constitution of the United States, but he has violated the Constitution, which requires his removal from office and punishment for high treason against the United States. In addition to violating the Constitution oath of office, Biden has violated moral and ethical standards. And, but he doesn't, but remember, though, Biden doesn't know that he's violated moral and ethical standards. He doesn't know where he's at. He, he, he doesn't know where he is, okay? you know, according to the abundance of the evidence of felony laws, from the consequences for which he's being protected by the Department of Justice, the FBI, the media, and the U.S. Congress. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I'm going to post it so you guys can see it. But I want you to understand, you know, that he is the one they're using as a figurehead. He is the proxy. He is the cutout that they're using right now. He's the one that they're using to foment all of this anger, especially from the Republicans and the conservatives. And don't get me wrong. I loathe this guy. He sniffed little girls. Let's not forget that he like, he's a sniffer, and his son's a weirdo, and we've got him as the president of the United States. But then again, you know, we're supposed to think that this is okay, and we're supposed to sit here and do absolutely nothing. Now, there's an interesting article from the American Thinker, and I love this, this, this columnist. His name is um, J.B. Schur. But in this, I believe he's missed a few things, kind of seriously missed a few things I want to talk about, but the guy's a great writer, so I'm going to read part of this. 
He says totalitarianism is the warm bath in which civilizations, you know, basically slits its own wrists. It envelops the people with petty rules, strange dogmas, immoral duties, and forced sacrifices. It warns its victims with intoxicating promises of the government's false love. It leaves the citizen naked, stripped first of his free will, then it thoughts in his head, and finally anything he once called his own. It slowly dispossesses each person of his personhood until the population withers into a frail, colorless facsimile of the bleak, omnipresent state. Without the courage to act, the desire to think, the wisdom to pray, or the conscience of object human purpose disappears, society is exsanguinated, I've never heard that word, of its vitality, creativity, spirituality, and mirth until it slips beneath the water and stops breathing. <laughs> that is excellent. I agree with all of that. And he goes, this is the story behind Lenin's Soviet Union and the imprisoned nations trapped behind Stalin's Iron Curtain. It is a story of Hitler's Germany, Mussolini's Italy, Mayo's China, and Pol Pot's Cambodia. It has been the story of Kim North Korea, Castro's Cuba, Chavez's Venezuela, I disagree with that, and the and Ayatollah's in Iran. For over a century, humanity has endured one form of barbarous totalitarianism over the next. It slithers into unsuspecting countries. Man, this guy's a good writer. With the earth still wet from such blood, Western governments now seek to turn the wet. Okay, I want you to listen to me for a second. Remember, you guys like to criticize me when I don't do the proper grammar. This guy's on point. I just read what I put in front of me here. It's okay. This guy's really good. With the earth still wet from so much blood, Western governments now seek to turn the 21st century into the 20th century even bloodier reflection. It is humbling to realize that we humans repeat so many mistakes through the course of history. It is infuriating, however, to watch today's political leaders push humanity down the exact same path that led to such monstrous tragedies in the recent past. When will the lesson be learned that censorship of opposing views and points leads to irreparable social division? I disagree with that, too. Sometimes things need to be censored, especially with the transgender nonsense. When will governments grasp that? He's probably talking about political stuff here. When will governments grasp the coercion that only intensifies the desire of humans to be free? Totalitarian control over each person's life was a thriving force behind the outbreak of World War II. He's right. Instead, today, German leaders seek to ban opposition political parties and silence dissent, which is exactly what they did in World War II, before World War II. It's a strange sight to see the Western nations send their parliamentary leaders, forced ministers, board ministers, military generals, and prominent business executives to Schwab's WEF powwows when they may where they may organize how best to dominate and manipulate their respective national populations without even the pretense of a democratic mandate or constitutional legitimacy. He's absolutely right about what he's saying about that. Perhaps the most pungent indicator that Western totalitarianism has returned with vengeance is the World Economic Forum Orwellian insistence that its members are working to combat threats to our democracy. I wish they'd just say Republic for the United States. Financial and political oligarchs pretending to protect the people's will is indistinguishable from a, from a fox entrusted to guard the hen house. The Voldemort will always end up dead. A few years ago, we had a bunch of chickens here in the backyard. I got to get off this negative stuff for a second. Of course, this is not a happy story either. And, you know, we had this chicken coop. We had to close it every night. And we basically saw the chickens during the day. They had to be closed up at night to keep the uh, foxes the raccoons from getting to them. One of our kids was supposed to open and close this hen house every single day and every single night. 
which I've learned at this point, if I ever did that again, I have an automatic door that shut at sunset. That's what I would do. But what ended up happening is the girl didn't do it. The next morning we came in, it was a bloodbath. There were dead chickens and dead chicken parts everywhere. I mean, only a couple of the chickens out of like 20 of them survived. And I guess the raccoon got bored or whatever. This is what they're talking about here. When kids or people or any individual from an organization or a government is basically shell-shocked long enough by Tavistock, they become basically sullen. They become repressed. They'll accept anything. They will accept anything. And what they end up doing is they basically freeze in the face of adversarial stuff. Yep. And so what's interesting about this is when we stop and we look at this, Austin, we've got to ask ourselves a question. You know, Shirk is writing an excellent article, one of the best articles I've ever read. It is read. well written. No, it is. But again, he's not looking at what's happening from a spiritual standpoint. He's not looking at what's happening from the, what the Bible says is going to happen. He's not looking at the unbelievable evil that is in control of this world right now, basically through the Frankfurt School and through the fallen angels and the other entities that run the, the – the, 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 that's why the Bible says our battle is not against the flesh and blood, but it's against these entities in these other dimensions. And so what we have to realize when you see this and you see these people basically seeing this, but they never talk about really what's happening. This is a complete and total coup d'etat of the United States of America. That's again, exactly what it is. <laughs> and, of the, and of the world to make everything so chaotic right now that they want to bring us into the new world order. And if they do this, Austin, they're going to bring in a one world government and a one world religion. And we're watching it happen in slow motion. What do you think, bud? What do you Well, one of the issues I think that everybody's starting to realize is that, I mean, they, they have to have the aspect of a conflict in the United States. They have to try to foment a civil war 2.0 because in order to do that, it's going to allow them to bring in more control, more regulations, more restrictions, just like they did with COVID. With COVID, everybody got a very, very clear, clear picture, if you were awake, that nothing about COVID was about the virus. Everything was about fear and control. It's exactly what you just said. When you do enough to individual and you shell shock them from a psychological standpoint, they reach an aspect where they're going to accept anything you tell them, anything you give them. They're just going to say, please make it stop. I just want to have some normality. That's what they're doing now with the EV vehicles, except now you're watching people actually push back. I've been getting email after email from people all over the country that have been talking about these issues as far as with dealers they can't sell these vehicles. And so it's interesting. I saw an article, again, another one that popped up now, and it's talking about how major car dealers, over 3,000 of them, have now signed letters to opt out of all the investments necessary to sell EV vehicles. Ford is trying to opt out. Over 3,000 dealers are basically opting out of those as well. There's another article here. This is, I mean, this is just, you just look it up. Half of Ford dealers don't want to sell EV vehicles. Another article, car dealers say they can't sell EVs. Dealers are turning away EV inventory. 45% of U.S. car dealers don't want to sell EV. Car dealers tell Biden, customers do not want EV. This is article after article after article after article. The people are speaking that they don't want this stuff. Yet you have the mandates from the EPA and from the administration that are literally trying to force these things onto everyone by saying, you want them, they're good for you, you need to take them and accept them. Now, Toyota, I mean, the massive automaker Toyota, has now flat out said that EVs will not dominate the global market and they will not be a majority in the vehicle force as far as with Toyota. They wouldn't say Toyota chairman, Akio Takoda, stated in comments 
that battery-powered vehicles will never reach more than 30% of the global market. He said, while rest will compromise of hybrids and fuel-burning cars and hydrogen fuel cells, he said he believes that EVs should not be developed to the exclusion of other technologies and does not understand why the United States is trying to force everyone to buy EVs when it is not the most efficient means of transportation, when it is not the most efficient means as far as for development and as far as for being actually clean. And he said, it's not going to happen. He said, pushing back against this is essentially what everybody needs to understand we have to do. This is the chairman of, of Toyota. Toyota, which Toyota's all about fuel mileage. They're all about reliability. They make some of the most reliable, long-lasting vehicles I've ever owned. And he's flat out saying, this isn't a, this isn't a world this can happen. Yet you have the EPA now that I told you guys, this new bill that they're bringing in. They're saying by 2032, like 67% of all vehicles have to be from a manufacturer, have to be EV, and the percentage has to fluctuate as far as it, or it has to scale. So if you if you have an automaker that's making 100,000 vehicles, 67,000 of them have to be fully electric. If they decide to make 200,000 vehicles, then those numbers double. It scales up with it. So what happens is if the demand for gas and hydrogen and hybrids are there for those vehicles, but the EVs aren't selling, doesn't matter, stuff to manufacture them. There was an article on Fox, I just watched it earlier, it got posted. It was a Lexus dealership that was up in like Virginia. He said they've had EV vehicles on their lot at this Lexus dealership for almost a year floor planning. They can't get rid of them. He said one of them is like $80,000 Lexus with the federal subsidies and the rebates. They've discounted $25,000 off sticker and it's still not selling. And so, again, this is back exactly what we're talking about. You continually try to force this on the population. But now a lot of the people are starting to say no. This is what I've told you guys so many times. In order to elicit change, in order to make things happen, you've got to vote with your dollar. You've got to take a stand at some point and say, am I going to continue to financially support this business or this company or this entity that I know is diametrically opposed to what I believe, diametrically opposed to what I'm trying to provide what I'm trying to encourage. And so then you have to take that and, you know, decide where your level is on it. So again, that's why I encourage you. And I thank you for supporting health masters and all the other companies that are getting the truth out there. We do the best we can to bring you the news every day and supplements with top quality supplements. That's why I, mean, I got the D3 over here. I had a little bit of a head cold this week and I've been hammering that stuff. It's been knocking it back out of me. This, this weather is crazy down here in Florida. It's 91 day that it's 40 the next morning. But again, this is why it's so important to maintain your supplements, maintain your nutrition, and continue to eat as healthy as you can. Another article speaking of that, this is an interesting article that came out from Jennifer Sweeney, and it says Americans need to start snacking smarter. This is a new study. It said there are many sides to the argument of snacking, how much or how often, what time, day or night. Ultimately, snacking is something that needs to be looked at from a more healthy standpoint, it said a recent peer-reviewed study intended to explore snack consumption in adults according to their type 2 diabetes status also uncovered the poor state of snacking among many adults. They said on average, adults are consuming between four to 500 calories a day from basic snacks alone. Now, what's crazy about this, that when you start looking at a lot of stuff when it comes to diabetes and snacking, it always comes down to blood sugar. You have these massive spikes in blood sugar. They go up and down. This is one of the issues what causes people to put on so much weight over the years 
when they may not actually be eating very unhealthy, but they're constantly adding, like he's right here, four to 500 calories a day of empty calories. That may be Reese's cups or little snacks here. Those things add up in the scheme of things. And when you start continually consuming them, especially if you're spiking your blood sugar up and down all day long, it's going to not only cause issues with insulin, it's going to cause issues with body fat and continually gaining weight. That's one of the reasons why the berberine ultimate that we brought together, the dihydra berberine, it's five times more bioavailable than regular berberine. This stuff works when it comes to blood sugar, and it really works to burning body fat and staying lean. I'm so glad we got it back in stock. Got a lot of emails, customers asking about it. It's here. So in order to maintain your blood sugar, there's a really good supplement to add in there, especially if you're trying to get your diet under control. Take one of those with every major meal, and you'll be shocked on what it does to your blood sugar and what it does burning body fat, especially if you're trying to eat clean, Dad. What do you think? Well, let's talk about it for a second. You know, you know, both of us, you know, were bodybuilders. I was in college, and you were too. <clears throat> and what I learned was 80% of what you look like, Austin, when you work out. It's in the kitchen. It's in, it's in the yeah. kitchen. I mean, you can work out really, really hard and have a bunch of body fat. You can't flex fat. It's like you're big and fat, you know, and so you, you're strong and fat, but you're yeah. still fat. And so what you learn very quickly as a bodybuilder is you've got to control insulin levels. Yep. Insulin, as you know, is a storage hormone. And what insulin does is it allows the body to store body fat. And what ends up happening with that is you don't release a hormone called glucagon. Now, glucagon helps to burn body fat. So the only way you're going to release glucagon is you have to have low insulin levels. This leads to something called syndrome X. Now, go ahead and put my camera on over here, Rich. And what Syndrome X does, it basically makes you have that round look. It makes you start looking like a pear. Pear. <laughs> you have a pear look, right? And so what you need to do is you need to make sure that you stabilize insulin. This is why Ozempic and those other types of drugs that you inject for $1,500 a month work because they stabilize the insulin, which allows the insulin to go back down to its normal level, which allows your body to stop storing fat. This is one of the big problems that women have and ladies, I'm sorry I'm picking on you. And guys, are not as bad, but it still works with guys the same way, is when you drink alcohol, you stop the production of an enzyme called lipase. And that lipase helps to burn body fat and basically you know, prevent you from storing body fat. But what ends up happening when you start drinking alcohol, even just one ounce, it takes three to four days to get your, your, your lipase levels back up. Alcohol is such a strong poison that the liver sees it and says, I've got to do something. I've got to get this mess out of my body. And so it has to basically get rid of the alcohol because it's a neurotoxin and it's poisonous to all the cells. What the berberine does is very simple, similar to what Ozempica does. It helps to stabilize blood sugar, which helps to stabilize insulin levels, which helps to stabilize weight gain. So if you want a really good stack, use the HDA Stimulate. This is an amazing product. It actually helps to release human growth hormone. And I will put the whole stack out here tomorrow with the berberine. Take that also and then take our insulin support formula. All of these things will help your body to lower the insulin levels, increase the glucagon, and burn body fat like crazy. I, I talk to these women or these men or whoever it is that I'm speaking to about health or about weight, and they say, we don't know what happened. We started gaining about a pound a month, didn't pay any attention to it until after about four or five years. Now we're 50, 60 pounds heavy, and we don't know how to get the stuff back off again. That's syndrome X, and that's a real big problem right now in the United States because it directly affects the health. It directly affects the blood sugar. It ends up causing type 2 diabetes. And the problem with the type 2 diabetes in many cases with syndrome X, it's not that you can't produce insulin. 
You produce too much insulin, so the body can't utilize it. It won't work. And so when you produce too much insulin, insulin's a salt. And it, it basically what it does, in my opinion, I've read some articles on this in the past, but I don't have the references for them now. It dehydrates the small capillaries. That's one of the reasons that happens, that happens with diabetics. They, have, they end up with diabetic retinopathy because their insulin is so high, the, the blood vessels start to break down in the back of the eyes, causing blindness. Diabetes is the leading cause of blindness in the United States. In addition to that, it's the same thing with the extremities. And that's why it's the leading cause of amputation in the United States. Let me give you an example. If I took a leech here, which I wouldn't do on camera anyhow, and I poured salt <laughs> on it, it's kind of, kind of nasty. Also. If I poured salt on the leech, it's going to curl up and it's going to shrivel up and it's going to die. Because it dehydrates it, it pulls the moisture out. That's what salt does. When you elevate insulin, which is a salt in your bloodstream, it does the same thing to the capillaries, these tiny, 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 tiny blood vessels. So what you need to understand very, very quickly is when that happens, you've got to make sure that you get those insulin levels back down again. Or you're going to end up with, you know, diabetic, you know, retinopathy. You're going to end up with, you know, amputations. Peripheral neuropathy. Yeah. And to add on that, too, that one thing that I did want to add, because this is a stack that we had to work on years ago, because I got this question a lot as far as with individuals that are diabetic and were on insulin having numbness and tingling and circulation issues and the product called benfotiamine and alpha lipoic acid those two together work really really well for helping to actually reverse some of that and then going in with the cinnamon extract and the berberine and getting the body and the insulin under control and strengthening the pancreas that also can help you reduce your insulin levels now again i'm not giving you any medical advice on this work with your doctor on any of these things that's when right. it comes to that's insulin right. or drugs. However, that's what I've personally seen when people start changing their diet, they start changing and adding those supplements in, and they can actually reduce some of this insulin. And again, that's between you and your doctor, not recommending you do anything without his advice. Well, you know, and also too, also what's interesting about this is, you know, when you're a bodybuilder, and I'm, I'm not advocating bodybuilding because it's a very, very narcissistic sport. Okay. It, 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 exercising and training good is a very good. Yeah. But the, the, when you're when you're a hardcore bodybuilder yeah. and everybody has to cater to you. All of your meals, eight meals a day. It's too much work. But what happens is once you start to realize when you're in the gym that you don't look any different if your insulin levels are up because basically you can't get rid of the body fat. Correct. That's when you start eating the chicken and the vegetables. You start eating clean. We talk about that all the time. Yep. Eating clean. And what happens is when you eat clean, you elevate your glucagon, yep. which burns the body fat, and you basically get rid of the fat, and you basically get rid of the insulin that pulls it back down. Yep. When you don't eat clean, you end up in a situation where you end up basically continuing to elevate insulin. You know, I have, I'm working with this kid now. He's like 11 years old. I'm trying to help him work out. He's, he wants to be an athlete. And so I got him on high repetitions, nothing heavy. Yeah. So, you know, basically calisthenics and stuff like that. Well, it keeps that. his joints healthy, too. That's one thing I'll add on here, and Dad, Dad can talk about this. I always recommend exercising and training, even with teenagers when they're young, but I never recommend. You'll be with me on this heavy, heavy weight to the young age, especially heavy squats and stupid no, stuff no, like no, that. No. Not good for the back, not good for the knees. There's no reason to be getting into that as a teenager with heavy weights. That high-volume endurance training is going to release way more growth hormone at a younger age, and it's really going to build a strong core base with the body and not wreck the joints at such a young age. That's what I added on that. Well, no, and you know, <laughs> you know I've had back surgery. Yeah. Okay, because nobody bothered to tell me that. I've had a lot of friends I know back surgery, <laughs> knee surgery, yeah, heavy body once builders. You start going heavy, once you start going heavy with squats, don't do that. In fact, don't even do squats. Do leg press. 
And, and, and thing about it is, is that I, that's why that's why I told us, you know, or you then you can do deep deep knee deep, yeah, deep, deep knee bands with no weight. Yeah, you can do dumbbell squats. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. As but far but as don't be loading those shoulders up and, and crushing that spine. No. And just because I've got multiple friends now, they all squatted 700 pounds. Oh yeah, I know a lot of them. That back surgery now too. Well, and uh, and all the ones that I know are cripples. Yeah. They can barely walk, and you know now they need hip replacements and joint replacements. They can barely barely walk. So don't don't do that. Just stay away from. And so we'll, we'll do tomorrow. We'll do a full supplement stack. We'll put it on here on the table so you guys can see it. Of what you need to do as far as burning body fat. By the way, congressional hawks are now urging that you hit Iran hard after three U.S. troops are killed by Tehran-aligned militants. Oh, that's just like the idiots who watch it. They'll start World War III. It took a mere minutes after the headlines spread across the globe for the hawks and the neocons to call on the White House to hit them hard in reference to Iran and Iranian-linked groups believed responsible for the attack of the U.S. outpost along the Jordanian border, which killed three American troops and injured 25 more. The government of Jordan has since said that none among their own troops were injured, which suggests all of the injured were Americans, too. We don't know that. It's just suggesting that. And it goes on to say, below is a partial survey of the congressional hawks who are now essentially calling for a full-blown war against Iran and proxies. Remember, we have to understand something. We have a bunch of weirdos that are running the United States of America, Republicans and Democrats. Quote, this is from Tom Cotton, the Republican around the senator out of Arkansas. The only answer to these attacks must be a devastating military retaliation against Iran's <coughs> terrorist forces, both in Iran and across the Middle East. In other words, let's do the greater Israeli project and get this thing expanded everywhere. Just thought I'd mention that one. You guys can look that one up. Anything less will confirm Joe Biden as a coward unworthy of being commander-in-chief. You know, here's another article by Senator Lindsey Graham, the guy who carries the purse, the little, well, we won't go there. He goes, he says, the Biden administration could take out all of the Iranian proxies they like, but it will not deter Iranian aggression. I'm calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as a reprisal for the killing of our forces, but as a deterrence against future aggression. Hit Iran hard, hit them now. Republican senator from Texas, John Corn says, target Iran, target Tehran. You know, listen to me, guys. And I, and, I, and, I, and I just I just need to be just plain as I can with this. This continued use of the American military as a policing agent around the country, why were we in that area anyhow? Why were our troops there? Why were they put in harm's way? If they were here in the United States protecting our soil against foreign invaders and Five million immigrant invaders every year, Austin. They wouldn't be over there getting shot. You know, that's a topic you bring up. Abe, the first topic is where are all these smart drones coming from with all these surface air missiles? (laughs) They're constantly floating around all the time. Well, it's like the ones with the uh, the anti-ship missiles that I talked to you about that Lockheed Martin created. All of a sudden, they're getting shot at military ships. And, you know, from the Houthi rebels, these third-rate militia over there in Yemen, these guys are constantly coming up with all this advanced weaponry. you got to ask where it's coming from. But the next thing is what you just brought up. Why is it that we're so concerned about being defensive in all these other sandbox countries that we don't even have any qualm to be there with, but yet Texas wants to put up razor wire, some of the most basic deterrent. They're not talking about putting up SAM turrets. They're not talking about putting mini guns up. You know, they're not talking about using deadly force against immigrants that are coming across the border. They just don't want to have four and a half million people come across the border right now, and yet suddenly it's going to turn the United States into a civil war? 
but we're over in every single sandbox country constantly getting in conflicts and engagements with military bases all over the globe. It's kind of ironic when you think about it. No, I had, I just had a vision of a movie. Yeah. Now, now I'm not, I'm not advocating this. Okay. So don't, don't tell, don't, I'm not advocating this, but it was alien. The first movie. Okay. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure it's maybe the second one. Oh, you're talking about the second one, the director's cut, oh, where they boy. put the sentry turrets up. <laughs> and they had these swarms of aliens coming into their building, and they had the sentry turrets up. <laughs> and, you know, they had thousands of rounds at each of them, and they just start firing automatically at the invading force. Yeah. And uh, they, it stopped, they had a thermal on them. And it, and, it, and it stopped the invading force, and they found another way in to avoid the sentry turrets. I'm not advocating that also. I don't want people getting shot, okay? But when you said that, either. it gave me that picture of, like, what do you do in a time of war when you have an invading force coming in at full speed? You put up sentry turns. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I would say this, and I don't advocate this, but if somebody started shooting somebody who was coming across with harmful intent to the United States of America, who was an armed militant, and the world started realizing that this was actually happening, I'm not talking about shooting women and children. No, a lot of these guys are cartels that are coming across no, the border. No, they come <laughs> MS-13 gang or whatever. Yeah. You know, they come across the border, and they're armed up, and they're tatted up, and they're coming in to do no good to the United States of America, and people start getting shot who look like that yeah. because they're armed and ready to fight. It would slow this mess down. It would. Okay, but the problem is we put out the Krispy Kreme donuts sign. Yeah. Okay? And we say hot donuts, free donuts, free donuts, hot donuts, whatever. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating killing people coming across the border. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is how much of a migrant immigrant force are we going to allow to come into the United States before we start to realize, you know, what's going on? But now also one other thing, too. Remember, they control the news cycle. Yes. They control the news cycle, and they want the news cycle to be what they want it to be. They want everybody to be focused on Texas right now. They don't want us talking about Gaza anymore. Yep. Okay? They don't want to talk about the genocide that's occurring in Gaza. They don't want us talking about anything besides the That's election. a valid point. Every you know? single news article, every single news article today that I pulled up, everything's headlining with Texas border. Well, no. We've known there's been an issue at the border now for years, yeah. and suddenly everybody's focused on the border right now, this conflict with the federal government in Texas, which is a very real problem. But you're right. What else is going on they don't want us looking well, at right it's, now? It's, it's, they always do. It's the shell game. They want, to, they want yep. us to not pay attention to what's happening in the headlines. You know, Gaza got way too much publicity the last couple of months. You know, way too much publicity. And people are starting to talk about it. And there's protests against Israel all over the United States. Well, Israel, basically, with all their dual, dual Israeli citizens in Congress, and the fact that the Rothschild banking cartel, either directly or indirectly, owns all media in the United States, like 97%, yep. it basically gets to direct the course of the action. It gets to wag the dog. Wag the dog. And, and that's what we that's have. That's a wild movie, by the way, if you guys have ever seen that. It's good. Language is rough in it, and it's not a kid movie. But it's very intriguing film that shows you pretty much how Hollywood and theater and the media can control the entire narrative of everything that goes on with politics. Well, and, and, and that's what Hollywood does with this predictive programming yep. and all the movies. Remember, there's an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ in Hollywood. I mean, they hate Christ. Yeah. They hate Christians. They hate white Christians, especially. They hate. They really hate. They really hate white southern boy Christians who have guns, who are highly educated, who have podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> because because they, they don't want you to realize that there's another news source out there yep. that we need to take a look at and understand that 
if we don't pay attention to what's happening around us, the narrative is always going to be directed by the people who hate Jesus, who want to destroy the world, who want to bring in a new world government under a one world religion, under Lucifer. That's what this thing's about. And so always watch. And I mean, we talk about this all the time, Austin. Always watch what they're saying, but watch what they're doing and watch the other news stories that are being pushed into the back of the stories. They don't want you to know they're machine gunning women and women and children in Gaza. No, yeah. I mean, because that permits and now now Biden is saying that until the money comes in for Ukraine and the money comes in for Israel, I don't know why he's pushing it, he's not gonna sign a new budget or sign anything else. And here here's the irony again with this. We're so concerned about another forty, fifty billion for Ukraine, which by the way, as anybody hasn't realized, all that money just funnels back into Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Those guys are the ones who are making all the money on this. Ukraine, the population of Ukraine isn't actually getting much of anything. No, they're they're ruining the entire population of that country. I mean, they're, they're butchering everybody over there. Well, so, I, we covered that a few weeks ago. We in general. So all this money is just going to Raytheon and Lockheed and the defense contractors that's going over there. Ukraine population isn't getting any of this. And then we're concerned about Ukraine. We're concerned about Israel and what they need to continue to do to blow up Palestine. <laughs> but yet we have razor wire at the border to prevent an invasion at the southern border. And suddenly Texas is the bad guy. You got to just laugh at the irony of that right well, there. And remember, Israel's an apartheid state. Yeah. I mean, you can't just you can't just immigrate. They have walls that are 50 feet tall. Oh, yeah. Okay. Huge it, it, walls. Here's, here's cool. the article. Cool. It says, Biden blackmail intensifies. He won't shut the border until Congress coughs up Ukraine and Israel. <laughs> I mean, what's this one? Because as Republican governors circle the wagon around Texas, President Biden on Saturday doubled down on a reluctant agreement to secure the southern U.S. border, but only if Congress passes a bipartisan bill that would also allocate funds for the Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, and would still allow as many as 150,000 illegal crossings per month. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now. He would no, he won't. He said, never mind. And fix it quickly in a partisan bill that would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system and allow speedy access for those who deserve to. For those who deserve to be here. Now, wait a minute. Now, I got to stop for one second. Okay. I understand that there are people coming in from the southern borders that want to be here and they want to work. I got that. I have, I have no problem with Latin America, Latin Latin people or Hispanics or whatever coming across the border and they want to run sheetrock crews or painting crews or whatever else they're doing. I don't have a problem with that. Here's what I have a problem with. I have a problem with all the ones who want to come to this country for free everything and the free Dunkin' Donut trucks. And so when we understand that that's what's happening, we have to realize they deserve to be here. Now, I, I feel bad for them. You know, Jim Rohn, friend of mine, in multiple seminars with him before, Good friend, taught me a lot. He, you, uh, it's Rohn, R O H N. Jim Rohn. His videos are available on YouTube for free. I right, just watch them. Great teacher, incredible, brilliant man. And he said, you know, it's bad when other people are born in other countries, but we in the United States are blessed in the fact that we have been born here. That's a fact. Now, I don't blame the people from other countries wanting to come to the United States, which was one time was the city on the hill. I got that. But the reality is it's not what it used to be, and we are being overwhelmed with these invaders from the south. Now, I'm not re recommending we put up machine guns and stuff. I got all that. But I am recommending, and I will go on record on this, they get active denial deterrent systems. 
That's yeah, like, less, I, less no. lethals. Yeah, those are those aren't lethal. And and you know, basically it's like a microwave oven, Austin. And it basically once you step into that thing, you go run the other direction, but you don't get hurt from it. We already got the technology and the infrastructure with the five G towers. We, yeah, we, we we could put it up and we could stop all of this. But Biden's saying I would I need to have money for Ukraine and Israel funds before we close the borders. He he already says I'm not closing that's, the borders. That's actually, that's actually treasonous, by the way. You're essentially blackmailing Congress, telling Congress they have to give more money for us to give to another country or else he's going to continue to allow the southern border to be invaded. Well, well, That's no, treason. No, well, I mean, you're, well, you're blatantly well, using that as well, leverage. Well, no, and here's the problem I have with all of that. The United States is broke. We're $27 yeah. <laughs> trillion dollars in debt. I mean, we're broke. We are, we are bouncing checks left and right, and the only reason we're able to support ourselves is because we are the monetary reserve currency of the world, and the Federal Reserve keeps pumping keeps out stuff. printing money. You know, uh, Didn't did you say the other day we're supposed to be hitting, what, a trillion a year in interest next year? Just an interest rate. I mean, so, just an interest. And remember, they're not, Austin, they're not taking money from a surplus account. No. You know, every, every year in Florida, like through the month of January, they don't charge us income there. They don't charge a sales tax. Yeah. Because they have so much money coming into the coffers in the state of Florida from the tourism. Yeah. They don't have to do it anymore. They have a budget surplus. surplus. And you know, DeSantis is smart enough to run no interest. Like the other day, I had to buy a computer for this show. It was over $1,000 for the computer, an Apple computer, to run this the program we're on right yeah. now. I don't have to pay any income, any sales tax on yeah. it. So I say like 70, 80 bucks. I was so excited. I said, this is great. Because I think to myself, well, you know, this is what we need to do with the money coming in the United States. But we don't have that. Our trillion dollar defense budget, as we have all of these troops that are in harm's way to get shot. And then we want to start a war. So we put a troop in every single country in the world, and somebody shoots one of them. We're going to war now because we got a troop in that country. Why do we have troops? Why do we have a thousand living pathways? Here's the irony again. We're sending troops to other countries to protect their borders, No, to protect their country and protect their border. And we want to do the same thing here in the United States. And suddenly it's going to foment a civil war. You got it. It goes goes on a trillion dollars in interest, bro. Trillion dollars. Trillion dollars in it. You know. You know. You start throwing a trillion here, a trillion there. Pretty soon, start talking about real money. That's twelve. That's twelve zeros, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. 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 Billion. A billion is nine. Yes. Yes. Twelve. Twelve zeros. I mean, I don't even. My brain didn't even think. Yeah. Funny money at that point. What's your next story, my friend? I'm I'm still functioning on a trillion dollars over here right now. This is interesting as well. The CDC has now come out and saying that healthcare providers need to be alert because of measles case outbreaks that are being reported now across the country. They said over 23 confirmed measles cases, including those from international travelers that have now shown up here in the United States, which I don't possibly know how this could be happening because, you know, apparently everybody likes to get their 15 different boosters every single month now, <laughs> all their shots. How can you possibly be getting measles? <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is something that's crazy as well. I was reading this article in detail here, and it was talking about how in the past two years, the U.K. has recorded abnormally high death rates. According to the Office of National Statistics, the number of registered deaths in England and Wales in the week ending December 1st, 2023, was almost 4% above the five-year average. They said with COVID-19-related deaths only accounting for a little over 1%, scientists have pointed out the level of protection allegedly offered by these COVID vaccines seems to be lagging at best, and there's also something else happening with people dying at an unprecedented rate in the UK. Now, I was reading here, I didn't know this, they said nearly 90% 
of the UK population, 12 and up, has now received the two recommended doses of the first COVID vaccine, and around 70% have had three or more. 90% of the UK population has had the COVID shot, and they're now saying that the death rate, the the average death rate in the UK is now up over 4% from the average five-year run on average. 4% is a high increase just in two years. So you got to ask the question, what's causing this increased death rate in the UK? Is it the shot? Is it blood clots? Is it myocarditis? Or is it all the above? You determine that. But obviously, when you start seeing the population get injected at this level percentage with a shot, and at the same time, the death rate continues to go up and climb very rapidly, not hard to put, you know, one plus one equals two, then. I guess it is hard for some people. It's like it walks like a duck, it looks like a duck. Yeah. I mean, if you got a rabbit, you know, it looks like a rabbit, jumps like a rabbit, has ears like a rabbit. There's like a probability it's a rabbit. And we, we need to get that. By the way, just in order of more obfuscation of the news, the uh, Pope Francis now, this worst Pope we've ever had, doubles down on homosexual blessings. He says that these people are blessed. Pope Francis emphasized that the extra liturgical blessings do not require moral perfection to be received. And when a couple spontaneously, okay, I'm not going to agree anymore. This is more obfuscation to get everybody mad. So I'm not going to do that. I'm exactly not going to that mess. Uh, by the way, the people's voice now, the WEF is now ordering governments to ban all Russians from owning property. Let's make sure we poke the bear as much as we possibly, possibly can. And we have to realize that that's all part of this process of creating massive, massive amounts of, you know, of, of, of chaos. Why is poking the bear? I mean, golly, now I was reading earlier last week, they're talking about NATO. We're having like the biggest military NATO defense exercise we've had in decades. Like 90,000 troops from 31 member states are all putting together essentially this exercise, essentially pretending that they're going to war with Russia. Now, you got to ask yourself the million-dollar question. The amount of money that is being spent to allocate to all the equipment and the tanks and the drones and the ships and the manpower and the weapons, this is not a small drill. This is an enormous drill, over 90,000 troops. They're all moving in essentially on this this role play that if we go to war with Russia, you know, again, we're doing all this, spending all this money for an exercise, but, you know, can't have razor wire at the border to protect the southern border. Again, the irony knows no limits. What, what's, the, what's that quote in that movie out with Tombstone? Because my, my hypocrisy only goes so far. That was a Doc Holliday. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Holliday was basically, had just killed Reno. And he had a badge on. Yes. And, and, you know, and Kurt Russell walks up and he's laying there and Reno is dead. And he gives him his badge back and he goes, my hypocrisy only goes so, so far. far yeah. yeah. It reaches a point where this, where it's like, you know, how far does hypocrisy go where everybody finally starts realizing that we're just going to start calling out BS for BS. Just excuse that vernacular. But it's like, okay, how long do you keep going on with this and just pretending that they're not doing what they're doing? And again, like I said before, same thing like when you go back to the EV cars, how long are people going to keep pretending that this is a great idea when Chicago now has a graveyard of those cars sitting at charging stations? Again, you got to start voting with your dollar. you got to start supporting companies that are continually supporting the truth. You know, when the, the Patriot community is becoming tighter and tighter in most cases from what I've seen. Now, again, you get a lot of this drama that constantly ensues sometimes with some of them disagreeing. But the patriot conservative community is realizing that 
the voice that we have, what we talk about has to be projected. Everybody has to start getting the truth out there because the mainstream media and all these other platforms are doing everything they can to prevent people from being able to speak the truth by saying it's fake news, it's misinformation. The truth is everybody has a right to speak their mind. Everybody has a right to stand up and say, this is what I believe, this is what I stand on. That is an idea that they're trying to eliminate, to exterminate from the general population by saying, you don't have a right to speak the truth. We can say whatever we want about you. We can say whatever we want to do, push a narrative, but you can't say anything about it whatsoever. You can't even disagree with it. That is wrong on every level, and anybody that tells you that needs to be done all in the name of privacy or protection or freedom or censoring you for your protection, they have nothing positive that they want to do for you, Dad, at all. Well, no, it's just a lie. It's a lie, completely you know, lie. You know, it's just, and they put this stuff out there. And remember, with this open border policy, they have more and more and more sexual abuse victims available. To That's them. another factor. Well, all these you kids know, disappear. These kids are just disappearing by the by the hundreds of thousands now being trafficked all over the world. You know, that's what Jim Caviezel tried to tell us yep. in the movie he did, The Sound of Freedom. You know, now, but we have some good news out of Ohio. Ohio has actually banned transgender drugs and surgery for children under 18, and they're blocking trans kids from participating in girls' sports. A lot of states are doing this, This though. is important. You know, the state's House and Senate have, has, has vetoed, overturned a veto from the government. The governor, the governor tried to veto this, but the state and Senate House has overturned it. state will ban puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender surgery for minors. Ohio has outlawed transgender drugs and surgery for children, although the governor wanted to leave it intact under the age of 18 and block trans youngers, youngsters from participating in girls' sports. The state legislator today overrode the governor and approved the ban that prohibits doctors from prescribing puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender surgery for minors with gender dysphoria. The bill will come into force in the next 90 days with doctors who, with doctors who continue to provide care for minors risking losing their medical licenses. The bill had originally been vetoed by Republican Governor Mike DeWine. I have no idea why he would do that unless he's part of this establishment nonsense. But his intervention was overridden when a majority of the state's GOP-controlled House and Senate voted to overturn his veto. Ohio, Ohio has become the 23rd state, this is important, yeah. to ban transgender it's care almost half the minors, country, dude. <laughs> right, amid a wave of laws passed by Republican-controlled legislatures in recent years, it is also the 24th to outlaw trans girls from participating in sports at the high school and college level, which is insanity when you put a man basically who is a, pretending to be a girl to compete against a girl when he has massive increase in testosterone when he's getting, going through puberty and he has massive increase in density and ligament and tendon strength and muscle fiber. It's not fair, and it never has been and it never will be, but that's just the world we live in today. And, again, this is more and more stuff that we're seeing that people are fighting back, just like you said, Austin. When people fight back and they begin to realize how important, that their voice is. Yeah. They start to express their voice to tell people, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to be involved in this. No, we're not going to allow you to make us your mm-hmm. We're not going to allow that. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. We're pushing back. We're just saying we're pushing no. back. And see, that's what all of us have to do. We all have to stand against the World Economic Forum. We all have to stand against the rhetoric coming out of the White House of the communist indoctrination of our And youth. it starts locally, too. We've talked about it like with the school board. Getting involved in stuff locally. If you see stuff happening locally, do something about it. Say something about it. Go to meetings. Make your voice heard. It may make a difference. may not make a difference. But one thing that I learned a long time ago from that old quote, 
the only thing that evil needs to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And you know, and that when we were at the school board, I quoted that quote. Yeah. You know, I said that I said that this is this is enough. Who's speaking up for the okay. kids? And we we laughed at Barack Obama when we heard that he was a community organizer. We thought it yeah. was funny. But guess what? That's all part of Cloward and Pivot. Yep. That's all part of these radicals from the 60s that were communists who came into the United States to overthrow the republic. You have to organize at the community level because when you organize at the community level, Austin, it starts to grow movement and it starts growing. And eventually that little bit of cancer that you plant grows throughout the entire organism. And that's what they've learned. And so what we try to do on the Ted and Austin Brower show is we try to bring you the daily news as best we possibly can. We're also trying to figure out how to use these microphones. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting used to them. It's I'm different. getting used to them already. And so what we do is we try to bring you the news as we see it. We try to bring you the news from a biblical perspective every day to realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and we need to rejoice and we need to be glad at it. Because if we don't, what's going to happen is all of these crazy things they're trying to push, which they're doing little by little, remember, it's they're doing the one-inch strategy, are going to take a hold of the United States even more so to destroy the Republic. Also, why don't you go ahead and close? Yeah, absolutely right. And that's why also at the same time, I always encourage people to do your own research and come to your own conclusion. Everybody has to find their own conviction. Everybody has to find their own place on what you truly believe. Because once you start allowing an entity, a government body, a media to start telling you right. what to think, how to think, how to act, you are no longer in control yourself. And that that's a serious problem when it comes to freedom, when it comes to the public. So again, my friends, thank you for the continued support of Health yes, Masters. You. If you need anything, call us. We're always here 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, 1-800-726-1834. You know the number. I give it out all the time. And uh, healthmasters.com, HGH Stimulate, on sale. You want to jump up on it for the last day, the product of the week, for two days, 15% off. And also, to be sure to jump on the Burberry right now. We've got a bunch in stock. You guys Great have problem. a blessed safe. Awesome evening. And again, I hope you like the new setup. We're probably going to change it around again. We'll talk to you again on the show Love you tomorrow's all. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.